What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast and the JB Podcast Network. It is right on schedule, right on cue, your Tuesday morning most dramatic Bachelor recap. That's right, I will be breaking down everything from episode 7, all the crying, who went home, who has punched their tickets to hometown dates, all of that coming up right now. But first, enjoy this nice, smooth jazz. All right, welcome back to another most dramatic Bachelor recap. I'm going to be talking about episode seven. So before we dive into this, as always, let's go over last week's power rankings. At number one, 1A, I had Victoria F. At 1B, I had Madison. Number three, Hannah Ann. And number four, Natasha, making her way into my power rankings for the first time this season. So after this, from now on, I'm just going to be doing top two, at least for this next week. Just to, I'm going to see how many people are left after each week. But this week, you're just going to get a top two because the numbers get smaller and smaller as we go on. So they're in Lima, Peru. Peter comes in. He addresses everyone at the hotel, talks to everyone like, hey, you know, a- after uh, the, cer- uh, the last rose ceremony, I just want to make sure everyone's everyone that is here is serious and sees a future with me and sees in their future being my wife. He comes in and has a serious talk, just wants to make sure that everyone is on the same page as they go on here. So he addresses everyone. And I just love that the camera's panning to each girl and they're just nodding their head in agreement like, yes, yes. And it's just cracking me up. Six girls, one guy. This, I mean, it's insane, right? It's on TV. Like it's crazy. But as a nation, we watch it. We live and die by it. It's a religion. It's crazy. But I'm a little bit crazy. I just, I love it. I just live for it every single Monday. Uh, So the date card, first date card is a one-on-one and it goes to Madison. Uh, They go on a boat. They're out fishing. It turns romantic and it caps off a beautiful day. And now it's time for the night portion of their date. But first, back at the house, there's another date card for another one-on-one and it's with Natasha. I was so pumped. I'm like, yes, this is Natasha's time to sh- time to shine. Let's really see where Peter and Natasha are at. It's her first one-on-one. She's gotten this far without having a one-on-one, which has been really impressive, which means she has really stuck out to Peter, and he's now starting to take notice. I was really excited for Natasha at this point. But let's go back to Madison and Peter for a second. Madison, she opens up about her family, how religious she is, her, her faith, and how important all of that is and how they all work together and it's all sort of one unit. They all move together. And Peter, he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I was raised Christian, uh, but my my faith could be a lot stronger than it is. So they're both honest with each other and I think that it could uh, really work out. So well done so far. And then Peter, in just an incredible dramatic delivery, tells Madison that he knows He's falling in love with her. I mean, wow, what a moment. I mean, it really was great. Peter, he knew what he wanted to say, but you could tell, like, it was just one of those things that's tough to say. Like, it's a big thing to say. It's like asking someone to marry you. I imagine someone, imagine asking someone to marry you. Like, I imagine it's a big thing. Like, you know, I want to do this, but, but still in the back of your head, no matter how sure you are, there's a little doubt. There's that little doubt voice in the back of your head, like, 
Should you say this? You know, how is this going to go? But Peter delivers it beautifully. It was genuine, authentic in the moment. What a moment. I loved every single bit of it. Um, <clears throat> and Madison, of course, gets the rose. And she's booked the first ticket to hometown. Peter's going to be heading to Alabama to visit Madison's family. Now it's time for Natasha's one-on-one. It's a day date. They're walking around. It's going really well. Back at the house, another date card, another one-on-one, and it goes to Kelsey. I'm like praying, like, please, this is when Kelsey goes home, right? Like, this is going to be it for Kelsey. We'll see. Back to the one-on-one with Natasha. The night portion, it's going okay. They're having good, real talks. Natasha is very real, upfront, honest. She'll call Peter out. She'll call anyone out on their BS to their face. I love how Natasha operates. It's how mo- it's how people should operate. Face-to-face, no games, no passive-aggressive, right to the point. That's what I love about Natasha. But the one thing is Peter feels that their relationship is much closer to a friendship than a romantic relationship. And unfortunately, for those reasons... That is the end of Natasha on The Bachelor. Natasha, no rose. She was terrific. I loved her the entire season. She really came on my radar late, but that's it for Natasha, and she goes home. And Barstool Trent is the luggage guy. What an incredible cameo. I mean, he comes in. He's the luggage guy. Barstool Trent, incredible cameo. I mean, this is like Tyson and the Hangover level type cameo. Just incredible. Well done, Barstool Trent. Now it's time for Kelsey's one-on-one. They're going ATVs in the mountain. They're taking in all the scenery. It's beautiful. Great day date. Now time for the night date. And Peter wants to hear more about her family and because Kelsey hasn't shared a ton about her family. And she drops a big bombshell on Peter, a big bombshell on everyone that their dad left and, you know, they didn't have a relationship because, you know, she said that he was always just like, well, God, you know, just told me we, we don't need a relationship. It's not the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, Kel- but recently he reached out and Kelsey reveals to Peter that she has a relationship with her dad that her mom doesn't know about. And Peter's like, wow, what? Like, that's like that's crazy. That's a huge bombshell for her to share to him. And, um, you know, Kelsey delivered a great, I don't want to call it a speech, but their conversation, she delivered it really well. She was real, authentic, and she tugged at my heartstrings. She tugged at Peter's heartstrings. I think she tugged at all of her heartstrings, and I was really impressed with Kelsey. I know I've wanted her gone for a while now, but I was really impressed, and I think at this point, with with the girls that are left in the situation, I think she does deserve to be on the hometowns with who is left, and we'll see how that goes. I'm not saying, you know, all of a sudden she's a favorite, and all of a sudden I love her. I don't. I like her a little bit more than I did going into this, Um, but well done by Kelsey, and she gets the rose, and like I said, Rightfully so. I think she deserves it. Back at the house, a date card. Hannah Ann, Victoria F. Kelly, a three on run. A three on one with two roses left. Hopefully Peter doesn't blow a 3-1 lead here like the Warriors. Cavs and seven. Had to fit that in there. Sorry. Three on one time. Peter grabs Hannah Ann first. She breaks out a list of things that she loves about Peter and why she needs to be on the show for a modeling career. Okay, maybe that last, that second half of that part was just my interpretation, but what we saw definitively, black and white, we saw a list of the 10 things that she loves about Peter, but sort of more in the gray area, my interpretation was why she needs to be on the show for her modeling career. That's just how 
I perceived it. But, you know, these things are objective, subjective, whatever the word is. You understand what I'm saying. That's what I felt. Victoria F. starting to have a bit of a meltdown. We've seen this song and dance before. It's driving me nuts. I'm like, Victoria F., you're my girl. I fought for you. I've stood by your side. And why are you doing this to me? Why are you breaking down again? Like, just freaking chill. Um, and now he's with Kelly. Kelly's mature. She's older. She's 27. She's a, she's a, my gosh, I can't speak. She has a successful career. She's an attorney. Uh, she hates drama. And she's very confident in her and Peter. Uh, Victoria F., now they're speaking. Uh, she's being difficult and passive-aggressive. She's like, every time we're together, you're just like always in this mood. And she's just going on. And the more and more I'm like listening to her and just reacting to all this, the more and more she reminds me and sounds like Kelly from The Office. And don't get me wrong. I love Kelly. I love Mindy Kaling. But if I was Ryan from The Office and Kelly was my girlfriend or Kelly was obsessed with me and I had to deal with that like all the time, day in and day out, it would drive me freaking nuts. I love you, Mindy Kaling. I love your character, Kelly. But if I'm Ryan, the temp, I don't want that. I do not want that. That would drive me crazy. And I'm getting some of those vibes from the Victoria F in that moment. Um, now it's rose time. Two, like I said, two roses, three girls. One of them has to go. Peter says, Victoria F, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm thinking, and just like that, there are no more Victorias. Victoria P is gone. Now Victoria F is going to be gone. He walks her all the way to the car. She's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I'm like, and I'm writing down. I literally had this crossed out in my notes. I'm like, and, and so that means Hannah Ann. And I'm like, then I had to cross it out because no, Peter was like, I want to continue this. I appreciate everything about you. And I want to continue this. I was like, what? I've never seen anyone do this before. Maybe it just slipped my memory again, but I've never seen anyone do this before. He walks Victoria F all the way to the car it seems like she's going home, right? But no, he wants to continue it. Victoria F. books her ticket to the hometown. That means we have Madison, Kelsey, and Victoria F. all going to hometowns. Now there's one rose left between Hannah Ann and, Kelsey, uh, and Kelly. Victoria F. still alive. We're now with one rose left. And after addressing both of them, Peter gives the rose to Hannah Ann. And that means... Kelly is going home, and as she's walking away, Hannah Ann, and I thought this was Kelly at first, busts in to one of the ugliest cries I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh, hope Vogue doesn't see that one. Yikes, big freaking yikes here. But the one smart thing Hannah Ann did here was she waited until Peter left and was out of sight and out of hearing range for her to bust out into this cry because if I would have seen that, and maybe I'm just a jerk, Maybe I'm just an A-wipe. Maybe I'm just a, you know, a prick. But if I would have seen that, I'd be like, give me that rose back because that cry is the ugliest cry I've ever seen in my life. Like that was, yikes. I mean, it would just, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but neither, but whatever. Going to hometowns, Hannah Ann, Victoria F, Madison, and Kelsey. And then my top two for this week, this week's Power Rankings top two, Madison, is in first place in soul number one. She's up there by herself. Call me crazy, but I haven't been wrong yet with throwing Victoria F up there. She's gonna be my number two 
But I mean, this is really close. I think if I had to put someone in last, I think it'd be Hannah Ann. I think Kelsey and Victoria F are really, really close. But until I see one move past the other, I'm going to continue to ride with Victoria F. But I don't think I'm crazy at all to think and to and to feel strongly about Madison as my soul number one. Thank you guys so much again for listening to another edition of the most dramatic Bachelor Recap Episode 7. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday.